Hello and welcome back to the weekly Bundaberg Now podcast after our Christmas and New Year break. I'm Dana McAckis from Bundaberg Regional Council and today we have another interesting program ahead. Soon we'll hear about a new exhibition, free sports activities, Australia Day celebrations and learn about illegal dumping in our region. But first, here's Michael Gorry with the news headlines. Thank you, Dana. It's great to be back with Bundaberg Now podcast news. The first luxury residential apartments to be built on the Burnett Riverside will be under construction in coming months. Half the dockside on key development is already sold. The Ascot Group is building 12 three-bedroom apartments overlooking the Burnett River near the RSL. In other property news, the first residents have moved into the new Burnett Heads RV lifestyle village. Seven houses are already built, with 20 more under construction as interest grows from southern states and more people look to call Burnett Heads home. Stage two of the development was set to begin this week. Here's more from Amy Bond. Uh, We have uh, three residents living on site at the moment. Uh, We have four displays that are open and available for inspection. Um, And then we have another 20 homes under construction as well. The Chaplain Watch Program is reducing drunk and disorderly behaviour in the Bundaberg CBD on weekends. Chaplain Andrew Steele and Nurse Sandy Blair are helping to keep things calm and prevent trouble on busy nights. They're trained in CPR, first aid, mental health and managing aggression. Read more on BundabergNow.com. The Rural Clinical School has welcomed 26 medical students to Bundaberg. The third and fourth year students will spend the year in clinical training as part of UQ's flagship Doctor of Medicine program. Dr Teresa Ryan explains more. We're here for introductory week for the MD students years three and years four at the Rural Clinical School of the University of Queensland. We offer a clinical skills program uh, that allows the students to learn in a simulated environment and whilst simulation programs are available in Brisbane, the number of students means that the opportunities are a little bit different. In sport, the new year brings another exciting season of Brothers Social Touch Football. President Andrew McCracken urges locals to get a team together and sign up on Monday 25th of January at the back of the Brothers Sports Club from 6pm. Finally, celebrate Australia Day on Tuesday at the Great Australian Bites Railway Picnic at Bagara. There will be food vendors and local musicians to entertain at Nielsen Park. All these stories and more on the Bundaberg Now website. Back to you, Dana. Thanks, Michael. The local RACQ Life Flight Rescue Team had a busy year providing essential services in 2020. Here's Brian Guthrie and Claire Hunter to tell us more. Last year, the Bundaberg crew completed 291 critical missions at a cost of greater than $7 million. This all came at no cost to our patients. The Bundaberg RACQ Life Flight Rescue Helicopter responded to more vehicle crashes than any other critical mission last calendar year. RSQ Lifelight was incredibly busy last year with 278 jobs at motor vehicle crashes. Now that was up 15% from the year before. So an incredibly busy year for those crews and jobs that they really don't want to be attending because usually it means that they come across some pretty scary and distressing situations. Our Bundberg crews flew to 38 motor vehicle accidents between January and December of 2020. Nearly 2,000 lives were saved by a rotary wing aircraft throughout Queensland. This is due to being able to respond quickly anywhere in the state. 
To keep our crew and patients safe throughout the pandemic, our engineering staff worked hard to modify the aircraft to provide barriers between the front and back of the cabin, um, ultimately to keep responding to Queenslanders throughout. After the holiday break, our arts team have been busy launching a new exhibition. Here's Jolene and Rebecca. Hi, it is Jolene here from the Moncrief Entertainment Centre and today I'm talking with Rebecca McDuff from Bundaberg Regional Galleries. Hey, Beck. Hey, Jolene. How are you? Really good and welcome back after Christmas and New Year's. Um, We've still got more exciting things happening at galleries. I hear that there's a new exhibition opened um, this weekend just past at Childers Art Space. There certainly is. We've actually just opened the exhibition Mind the Picturesque at our Childers Art Space. Um, Mind the Picturesque is a solo exhibition for Fraser Coast artist Wilhelmus, or better known as Henry, Breakers. So um, Henry's a really interesting artist. I'm actually going to use his words to describe what he sees that is behind the exhibition. So he says, I take inspiration as I find it and still remember when I was much younger being energised by having represented or on, some, on paper something that was there in front of me. So Henry actually grew up in Holland and he immigrated to Australia with his parents when he was a child. And I think it's really interesting. You can see this his um, take on the landscape and the way that he looks at the world coming through. His um, work, when you look at it, it is landscapes, but it reflects its origins. So in the landscapes at the Children's Art Space, you can see there's Riverheads to Yorkshire, from Tyro to Dundahu and to the Flinders Ranges. So huge range of um, areas and geographic locations represented in the landscapes but they actually draw their viewer in so they're quite whimsical they have a really breathtaking use of color I don't know do you love color in artworks Jolene? Oh I love landscapes in general. Yeah these are really interesting it's definitely worth having a look Um, he uses this green and I'm a bit of a green fan so I really loved it in these artworks there was um, this green in the artwork some things are not seen and there was also an artwork called Sky Wolf and you had to really get up close but the color and intensity he got with his greens was just stunning so I really encourage viewers to take the time at Children's Art Space stand in front of the works and really appreciate the depth of what he's um, achieved there and this exhibition is actually open to the public from now and through to the 7th of March in Childers. Excellent I can't wait to get over there and have a look it's such a beautiful spot over in Childers. It's a wonderful gallery it's a really beautiful it's got such lovely light in it so it really this exhibition is so complimentary to that space and of course to the memorial that sits within that space as well. Yeah thanks for that. Now what else have we got coming up here? What 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 interesting things have you got going on? We have a little bit of a competition that has just launched at the galleries. I don't know have you seen the competition that we've launched recently? I think I did see a mention of it on Facebook. Yes absolutely. So you can win a very special Valentine's Day treat for you and a special someone. All you need to do is add a comment to our art date posts on Facebook and let us know why you would want to bring a date to the gallery. The lucky couple will win a private brunch at Bundaberg Regional Art Gallery before we open on Saturday the 13th of February and this will be accompanied by a gallery tour of the National Photographic Portrait Prize and that tour will be an exclusive tour with me as gallery director. Um, The brunch has been made possible by the very generous sponsorship of the Windmill Bagara, Cha Cha Chocolate and From Farm to Vase. So big shout out to our sponsors for this. It's um, it's a really lovely exhibition, a lovely exhibition and a lovely um, competition. So I'm really keen to read the entries. I'm There's some very creative ones so far, Jolene, so I'm really keen to see who's actually going to win. 
Oh, no, that's brilliant. And I love that, once again, we're using those local suppliers to support this um, next competition that you're having here. Absolutely. You know, and they were just so fantastic. They jumped straight on board as soon as we contacted them about being part of the competition. And um, it's wonderful. We set up a little table. It's very romantic, actually. Mm-hmm. Set up a little table. You get your flowers. You can have your glass of champagne, a coffee, a tea. It's very nice little morning, actually. So um, I think anyone would be very pleased to win this. And I should say that the competition is open from now through the 10th of February. We'll be drawing the lucky winners on the 10th of February and letting them know so they can get ready for their date on the Saturday. That's brilliant. Well, that is just beautiful. So make sure you get on to the Bundaberg Regional Gallery's Facebook page and website too to check out what's upcoming. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely hop on there and have a look. Thanks, Beck. Thanks, Jolene. Thanks, Jolene and Rebecca. Looking to put those New Year's resolutions into action? Council are offering the exciting free Be Active, Be Alive program. And today I'm joined by Rain Juster from Sports and Recreation to hear all about it. Thanks for joining me today, Rain. Thanks for having me, Dana. So, Rain, what exactly is the Be Active, Be Alive program? Well, Be Active, Be Alive was initiated um, by the Bundaberg Regional Council in 2012. Essentially, it's a free pool and park program and it was commenced initially with the help of state government funding. Uh, So the program continues to be developed and refined under the uh, Council's Healthy and Active Charter Uh, and essentially it just provides an inclusive mix of activities across the regions, parks and pools and open spaces. The program being run since 2012 means we've we've delivered over three and a half thousand free fitness classes to the Bundaberg region which is pretty exciting. And effectively, you know, there's 300 plus fitness classes a year on offer. Um, and it, it typically spreads nearly over six months of the year with, you know, eight program, eight week programs uh, towards the end of the year, towards the start of the year and in the middle part of the year. So there's no reason uh, why you shouldn't be able to get out at, a, at low cost uh, and enjoy, um, you know, the beautiful parks and pools in our region and get fit and healthy while you're doing it. We're starting back up again in 2021. Can you tell me when the program is actually running? Alrighty, so the pool uh, and park program kicks off again on the 25th of January. Uh, so there's four weeks of free pool classes and, uh, and then it's followed up by four weeks of park classes and wraps up on the 21st of March. Now there's a heap of activities available from local providers. Can you talk us through what they are? Yeah, sure can. So out in the park environment, we've got a, a range of different things, uh, starting with uh, Fitness for Life, which is, is a mix um, of uh, exercises like circuit, boot camp, box fit, anything with a bit of intensity to get the heart rate going. Uh, this year, we're trialling a new uh, style of class, which is called M-Swing. Um, M-Swing uses a single dumbbell and a natural flowing movement. Heaps of fun, challenging, but suitable for all ages. Um, yoga. Tai Chi, Pilates, and also, you know, we get involved and we support the program with Park Run and all those other free activities around the region. With the pool, uh, the pool can be a range of different activities. It can be um, aqua aerobics, or they can even do sort of water-based uh, fitness sessions like your circuits and stuff like that. So, yeah, heaps, heaps to do. And for our interested listeners, where can we find out more information? Alrighty, so uh, a couple of the places, easiest places to find our information are on the Bundaberg Regional Council website. So if you were to go to bundaberg.qld.gov.au forward slash be active, uh, and there's a nice easy button there, you can click and download the whole program. 
uh, or you can just view it on the website. Alternatively, you can go to our Be Active Bundy Region Facebook page and the program, same again there, you can click and download the, uh, the program there. Uh, and you'll also find all the updates and cancellations on our Be Active Bundy Region Facebook page as well. Awesome. So listeners, jump on to bundaberg.qld.gov.au forward slash be dash active or the Be Active Bundy Region Facebook page to check out that program and make your plans to get on down to some of those great free sessions. Australia Day is just around the corner, and again this year we have an exciting event planned. Here's Heidi Mason from Council's events team, along with a guest, to tell us more. I'm here today with Dave Facer from the Rotary Club of Bundaberg City Daybreak, who are this year's hosts of Council's official Australia Day celebrations. Dave, we're here today to talk about Australia Day and the opportunity for the community to come and celebrate Australia Day at your event. Tell us about the Great Australian Bites Railway Picnic event and what we can expect to see on Australia Day at Nielsen's Park. Well, um, we've got a fantastic line-up for the day. It's uh, starting at uh, 11 o'clock in the morning, so for those people out early to enjoy the beach, that'll be absolutely fantastic. We've got the Rotary Showcase uh, commencing at 11.30 as well. So we can have a really great start to our event. Throughout the day, there's plenty of entertainment. We've got the great Spargo Brothers, who will be kicking off the Australia Day with our national anthem. And we've got some fantastic performances from the people from Vanuatu. We've got some great games done by a fantastic community uh, organisation called Recklink. We've got a great band called the Purple Hills. And near the end of the day, we can listen and take part with the Bundaberg Unity Drummers. There's lots to do and lots to see. That sounds great. So tell us, why did Daybreak Rotary want to be part of the Great Australian Bites concept? Our Rotary Club is a firm believer in promoting and showcasing all the great things of our region. We've got the picnics put together by a local restaurant and all of our musical talent are all local bands and groups. We're really proud of the fact that as a local community, we've got lots of people out there and we're going to end up having a great time in our local community. Sounds terrific. I believe Rotary are also celebrating a milestone and this has been incorporated into the event. Tell us a little more. Yeah, the the Rotary milestone is a 100-year celebration of being in Australia. And the showcase is called Reflect, Respect and Celebrate. Rotary has been able to put on a national public broadcast presentation of about an hour and a half. And it's going to be delivered from a centralised studio. And they include presentations from Australia's Governor-General, Professor Patrick McGorry, past Rotary International President Ian Risley and a director, Dr Jesse Harmon. All of these presentations are combined with musical entertainment from well-known Australian musicians. Rotarians and members of the public will be able to view this broadcast in the Rotary Marquee, which will be located within the COVID-safe Nielsen's Park precinct. Also, our second component will also take place in the Rotary Marquee, which is a presentation of our static displays and talks by local Rotarians that focus on current and past projects undertaken by Rotary Clubs in the Bundaberg District. So if you've ever wanted to know more about Rotary and what it does in our local area, 
come and have a look in there. Sounds really interesting. I guess lastly, uh, COVID safety is definitely our new norm now, and it really is of the utmost importance at all community events. Tell us what Rotary has put in place to ensure that public is safe and if there's anything that we can expect to see a little differently on the day. Yeah, I agree with you. It is our new norm now and COVID safety is quite paramount to all organisations and all events. To keep people safe, we're having the QR code check-in, which allows people to use their, their phones And also there'll be phones on site to use if people are not too certain around how to to use that. The whole event is going to be capped at 3,000 attendees at any one time. Also, we've specially arranged very frequent cleaning of all the public spaces. So it'll be really clean. But we would like to ask anybody, if you're feeling unwell, please don't attend this event. And to always, while we're in there, to practice our social distancing. It's going to be something that's really important to keep our community safe. Well, Dave, I think that just about wraps it up. And I know I'll definitely see you on Australia Day at 11am down at Nielsen's Park. Thanks for taking the time today to come in and have a chat. No, that's absolutely beautiful. Thank you very much for that. Look forward to seeing you. Thanks, guys. And finally today, I'm joined by Dave McNichol, the Branch Manager of Health and Regulatory Services at Council, to chat about the issue of illegal dumping in our region. Thanks for joining me today, Dave. Can you explain to us what illegal dumping is? Look, it's anything that's waste, that's dumped where it really shouldn't be, whether that's down a track or even on the roadside. And just how bad is this issue in our region? So in the last 12 months, we've had 292 reported cases of illegal dumping which equals about 436,000 litres, so almost 2,000 of your big wheelie bins full of illegally dumped material. What does Council do about this issue? So with um, we've got funding from the Queensland Government who proudly supports the program. We've got two officers that monitor the situation. They do um, sort of go to the most regular dumping locations um, they actually go through the material that's dumped and we find, you know, often find information about who's dumped it. Um, we've got contractors who collect the, the illegally dumped material and then obviously that's taken to the landfill site. Now, what's the biggest problem that council face with illegal dumping? There's probably three things that are, are a concern to us. One is that people think it's okay to dump it all. It has a huge impact on our environment. And it's quite ugly and just, just not the look that our region's trying to present. The second issue is that we really need people to be reporting illegal dumping straight away. We find that anything that's dumped tends to breed um, more dumping on top of it. If there's nothing there and the place is quite attractive, it takes a fair bit for that person to dump material. Whereas if there's already things there, people think it's then okay in in some way to then dump. And probably the third one is we're finding a lot of material dumped outside charity bins. Um, And then once it's dumped outside the bin, it gets rained on and trashed, and that becomes a material that needs to go to the landfill. And that's really horrible for the charity who has to handle it and and dispose of it. So if it doesn't go inside the bin, it's actually uh, dumped material. 
Now, I've heard that there are some fines associated with illegal dumping. Can you tell our listeners what the cost of this issue is? Yeah, look, a few years ago in Queensland, um, the fines really ramped up. They're now over $2,000. So if you can imagine um, the cost to take a trailer load of material to the to our landfill is only about $17, $27 for a large trailer. But the fine of dumping it in the bush or roadside is, is $2,036. Um, that's a huge impact out of someone's um, weekly wallet, I would have thought, and um, definitely avoidable. Um, look, last year we had $28,000 worth of fines, which is um, yeah probably a bit disappointing um, that, that that number of fines needed to be issued. And other than fines, what other techniques have Council used to combat this issue? If the uh, illegal dumpings look relatively minor, um, we do get the person to go and clean up that area. We had a classic story where um, a neighbour paid their the mate next door, you know, $10 to get um, rid of some of his material. He was doing a run to the tip and that was dumped on a roadside. And so we had names and addresses of the of the innocent person who'd paid the $10. So when we um, when we made an inquiry, uh, the, the person who'd dumped the material, material was now working away and we had to speak to his wife um, who who said just to leave it with her and I understand that her and the kids had to go and clean up the area. So um, that fellow had a pretty frosty reception when he got back into town, I'd imagine. Um, but, you know, basically if there's a lot of material dumped it, and it's, you know, it's clearly um, commercial or a large amount of material, then a fine is applied. Well, thanks so much for joining me today, Dave, and for educating our listeners on this issue. Thank you. That's all for today. We hope you enjoyed the program. Join us next week for more interesting news from across the Bundaberg region. Bye for now.